This is the Leadership School Podcast. From conflict resolution, boundaries, and customer service, we dive into what it takes to be an extraordinary leader. I'm Kyla Kofer, and this is episode five. In this episode, we're going to get it real deep and real fast all about fear. I'm going to be pretty vulnerable about my own fears and my own experiences and talk about how those affect leadership and how they affect your leadership and the people that you're leading. Because we've all experienced fear at some point in our lives and it, it comes up. It's going to come up as you're leading people and it's going to come up in your own life again If and you need to know how to address it and move through it. And I'm sure at this point in your life, you already have some good tools for it. But we're going to talk about a couple of extra tools that might be helpful to you. And, you know, some of them might be familiar, some of them might be new. And I hope that there's at least one thing here that can really guide you in your leadership and help you grow. Because as we're growing and we're learning, we're always learning th- new things. And I'm learning new things every day about how to address and move through my own fears and overcome them. And not just overcome them where they disappear, but at, in a point where they can be acknowledged and I can still move on and live a healthy life. And this last year of this pandemic has really brought a lot of my own fears to the surface, not just the pandemic, but being self-employed, being a podcaster, putting myself out there, taking on new leadership roles, those are exposing me in new ways. And so I've noticed a lot more fears coming up. Now, I am also a self-care coach. I'm a leadership and self-care coach. So I have these tools and resources on moving through fear. I know what they are. I know how to practice them. I do practice them. I, I put them in my life so that I can have a healthy life. Sometimes there's just a lot of things happening and a lot of things going on. And so how do we move through fear even when it's all around us? How do we lead other people through it? I'm learning a lot about this just as a parent, really. This is not a parenting podcast, but I am a parent, so it comes up a lot. And we actually were talking about fear yet again today because we've been learning a lot about our emotions, different kinds of emotions, happy, sad, frustrated, confused, joyful, angry, and fearful and fear how it fear it all of the all emotions have different levels to them right the different levels to fear are worry and anxiety you know as fear grows it gr- it turns into concern to worry and as that grows it can become anxiety and anxiety can be chronic we've seen a lot of this in the pandemic you know as i've been managing my own anxiety this year i was talking to my doctor about it and just hearing about how rates of anxiety and prescriptions for anxiety have just skyrocketed through the pandemic because a lot of our resources for managing that and dealing that have been taken away. And so we've, we're having to learn new ways to manage our anxiety. And I'm at a point where I am have lived with anxiety long enough that I'm ready to not just manage it, but to really heal from it and to move past it. And how, so as I'm practicing how to do that in my own life, now, my own leadership, my hope is that some of these tools I can pass on to you and that you can practice those as well. And as the people you're leading, you can pass those on even further. And hopefully, the more we're acknowledging our own fears, our own anxieties, our own insecurities, and as we're addressing those, then we can show other people how to address them as well. 
because that's what we're doing as leaders, right? That we're leading other people. So addressing a fear in your own life, we're going to start with you first. To address fear as a leader, the number one thing you have to do is address it, is call it out, acknowledge it. I have this phrase that I've used for years. It goes like this, where there's truth, the darkness loses its power. Where there is truth, the darkness loses its power. You're going to probably hear me say that a lot in this season of the podcast because I love talking about it. I come from a very religious background, so that has religious tones into it, you know, talking about truth and darkness and power, that kind of thing. But what it means is when when you can bring something to light, bring something up, then it no longer has hold. And we see this with secrets, right? When you are telling somebody something that's really been eating at you, even if it's something minor, like today I said, you know, I really felt bad about something that I said earlier. And the other person responded, I didn't even think anything of that, but it had been eating at me. Well, it stopped eating at me as soon as I said it out loud to the other person. And the response was, oh, it's fine. I didn't even notice it. And there was, that was kind of a forgiveness uh, conversation, I think, but you know, that fear of being seen that I maybe said something wrong or hurt somebody was abolished in that instant because I just brought it up to the surface. So the minute we call it out, it loses its control over us. I'm going to use some really simple concepts today, not because you can't handle larger concepts, but because these are the ones that I'm using with my children. So they're at the forefront of my mind. And so I want to tell you the story of the three little pigs and the big bad wolf, because we read this story today and it was so interesting to me how it applied to our fears. You know, if you know this fairy tale, there are three little pigs who go off to live in the world. The first little pig builds his house out of straw. The second little pig builds his house out of sticks. The third little pig builds his house from bricks. Then the big bad wolf comes along, blows down the straw house, blows down the stick house, can't blow down the brick house. And in this version, the little, the third little pig with the brick house had to go through a series of tests with this wolf at, to outwit him. Because after the wolf realized he couldn't blow down his house, he tried something else. And then he tried something else. He said to the pig, well, come meet me at the farmer. And the little pig said, okay, I'll meet you. But met him, went an hour early and then he, and avoided him. Then he did it again to another location, to the orchard and then to the fair. And then he ran away and escaped the big bad wolf. And then the wolf went down the, the pig's chimney and fell into the pot of boiling water. And then the wolf ran off and escaped um, from the pot of boiling water. But so every single time this little pig was outwitting this bad, big, bad wolf. And I love that term. It's a big, he's bad wolf, big and scary, right? Well, when I was talking to my son about this today, we were talking about fear. I, it, they just happened to go together because I wanted to teach him about fear today and what that was and that emotion and the, the different emotions behind fear and what all those meant. And so I said, well, let's give your fear a name. And since we had literally just finished reading that story, I said, well, what about something like the big bad wolf? Your fear could be called the big bad wolf. And you know, the just like the big bad wolf in this story, at the, this story ended with the big bad wolf lurking still in the forest, but we knew that the pig was always going to outsmart him. Well, just like our fears, the fears are in some fears are always going to exist. They're 
they don't go away and they might come back up to the surface, but you can kind of outsmart them a little bit. You can kind of outwit them. Not that you have complete control over them, but that you see them, you know that they're there, you know that that they exist and you can do something about them. You don't have to sit in them. You don't have to live in them. You don't have to let them consume you. Just like you don't have to let that big bad wolf, that little pig didn't let that big bad wolf consume it. You don't have to have your fears consume you. And one way to do that is just acknowledging that it's there saying, I am afraid. You know, when I said, I am afraid about doing this podcast because I'm afraid that I'll be rejected. Well, I'm still here. I'm still doing it anyways, because yes, I have that fear, but it's worth it for me to do it anyways, because of what might be on the other side of that is a relationship with you, a conversation. Maybe you could learn something and grow from it and I'm going to learn and grow. And my next podcast episode is going to be better. And a hundred podcast episodes from now will be even better. And I won't be as afraid then, you know, there's, um, there, there is purpose in moving through our fear and not avoiding it in calling it out and naming it saying, I am afraid of this thing. Sometimes it might be, I'm afraid of success. I'm afraid of succeeding because of the extra responsibility that that might bring to me or the extra notoriety that might bring to me. Or, you know, I, I, I'm afraid that once I hit that point, that what if I make a mistake at that point, then people will see me and they'll see me as a failure. You know, there's always something that comes up and, and to really be able to acknowledge it is as the point when you can begin to address it and begin to move past it and to really step into and live the life that you're meant to live and to lead the life that you're meant to lead and, and to step into those roles. And you have that opportunity when you can say, I'm no longer going to avoid what I'm afraid of because I know what it is that I'm afraid of and I'm going to practice the skills. I'm going to get the skills and the tools that I need to move through it and past it. This is really, really helpful tools and really cool stuff. And it's really been changing my own life in the last couple of years as I've been practicing some of these things and understanding that sometimes our fears lie to us. Our fears are there to protect us. Think about if you're in the woods being chased by a bear. Your fear that comes up in that moment is meant to serve a purpose. It's going to help you run fast enough to escape, give you the adrenaline to run fast enough to escape or to stare down the bear until it runs away or kill the bear or whatever it is. I don't even know what you have to do when you're faced with a bear, but your fear is going to serve this purpose to help save your life. And that's what fear is meant for. It's to save your life and to protect you. And sometimes it doesn't understand that that emotion. We've, we've practiced it a lot and it doesn't understand the difference between this is a life-saving technique or I'm just avoiding something to protect myself from getting hurt or to protect myself from being rejected or from something bigger. You know, it's sometimes our fear is just there trying to protect you from something. And once you understand that something that your fear is there to protect you from, you can move through it. And it's going like the big bad wolf lurking in the woods. It's probably not going to go away. At Someday it might, or it might just be so insignificant that you no longer have to pay attention to it. But it might still always be there. But that doesn't mean that you can't go on and still live your life and move through it and 
still function and accomplish great and amazing things. You just know what it is. And when you know that it is, you know what to avoid. You know what to look for. You know where to go that's safe, right? You know how to go to the safe places so that you don't get eaten by the big bad wolf. You don't get overcome by your fear. So how do you address fear with people that you are leading? In a leadership role, to be a good leader, you're going to notice if somebody is experiencing fear in a way that's going to prevent them from being at their best, being at their fullest. You know, I think about this mostly in terms of kind of at a career, it's the easiest way for me to think about it and explain it, um, or, you know, parenting or whatever, but uh, thinking about it in terms of if you're the boss and you have an employee who's really maybe not doing well or struggling to maybe really this is an opportunity for you to think through what's what's going on. How can I lead this person well? And if it comes out that this person, that there's a fear associated, then you have some tools and you have some things that you can do to move through that and to show compassion in that circumstance, to um, understand what's happening. You know, allowing that person the space to be honest without having negative consequences. So maybe that person's afraid of losing their job. And if they were honest with you about that, to not have the negative consequence of actually losing their job, but maybe to be honest, to say, if you lose your job, it would be because of these specific reasons. Like we no longer had the funding. And if you wanted to help us get the funding, you could help us keep your job. Those kinds of things. Maybe you could come up with new creative ideas for doing something new and helping that person. It's a chance for creativity. It's a chance for connection, for growth, for moving beyond beyond where you are. And the way you do that is you always start out by listening and acknowledging, practicing some active listening. And if you are not familiar with active listening, I'll probably go through that in a future podcast episode, but really it's keeping free of judgment and making sure that you're really hearing what the other person's saying and meaning, not just the words, but the meaning behind the words and summarizing, asking questions to make sure that you're really getting that key, those key concepts. Um, and to where the point where the other person really, really feels heard and acknowledged. When you can say the word words like, I see you, I hear you, I hear that you're afraid of this or that this is going on. Maybe there's something personal going on in their life and just taking those five, 10 minutes to pause and go, what's going on? I care about you. And the things that you're, that are going on with you really shows excellent leadership skills. Those people are going to admire you, respect you and want to learn from you and want to continue to work with you and be around you because you care about who they are and not just about the work that they do, but it's about what's going on in their real life and acknowledging that you see them as a human, as a person, and that you care about their soul, their heart, their being and being there. And if they're your employee, you really do, if, especially if they're a good employee because you don't want them to leave and you don't want to have to train somebody new, right? You do want to keep that person so it's in your best interest to care about them but not in an abusive way, but because that's the that's a good thing to do. That's being human is loving other people and caring about them and who they are and having compassion for them. And in doing that, you get that compassion and care about back, right? That people care and love and respect you back and you get some of those tools and resources you need. And it's amazing. Even as a leader, sometimes I think we have this extra fear again of being 
really vulnerable and honest about our own experiences with people that we're serving and leading because we think it makes us look weak or they won't want to follow us. But when in fact, the opposite is true. Think about the beginning of this episode. If you're still listening 17 minutes in, then me being vulnerable with you at the beginning of this episode, telling you that I have my own anxieties, my own fears, did not push you away further. And if it did serve that purpose to push you away, you wouldn't be listening at this point. You know, bringing in vulnerability in leadership roles brings in more respect and more authority and allows other people and the people that you lead the opportunity to be vulnerable as well. As a leader, you're the one who gets to do that first. And that, yes, can be scary. And that's when it comes back into your own tools of practicing, calling it out, understanding it, not avoiding it just because it's scary and naming it, but knowing that there's purpose in bringing that up. There's purpose through our fear. And there can be really wonderful things on the other side of that. A few other techniques that you can use for calming your fears. These are just some calming techniques to practice. There are quite a few of them and there there are a lot of different. It really just is what works well for you and not the same technique is going to work every time. Like practice different techniques and start learning them. Like I said, calling it out. Don't avoid it. Speak it out loud. Name it. You can name it the big bad wolf if you want. You're welcome to take that. Doing things like meditation, breathing exercise, using your body, physical activity. Emily and Amelia Nagoski wrote a book called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. And it's just an incredible book. Uh, I'm not here to promote somebody else's book, but I will because it's so good. And in their book, they mentioned how physical activity is the quickest, easiest, fastest way to complete the stress cycle. Now, physical activity, that's not new to us, probably, probably not new to you that it can heal your body and release a lot of energy and pent up energy and probably your fears too. You understand that, but it really is a quick way to move through that fear and to get to the other side of it. It is an extremely effective tool for that. Listening, listening to each other, breathing, meditation, physical activity, speaking, naming, not avoiding, all ways to move through fear. So as you're going about your leadership and as your day, pay attention to how you're moving through fear. What are the things that you're afraid of? Are they building up to worry and to anxiety? And if you're at a point where it's time to address these things, it's important that you do so because the longer that you go without addressing them, without acknowledging them, without naming them and moving through them, the harder it gets to heal from them. And While you're continuing to avoid them, they continue to grow and feed like yeast and bread. It just grows and grows and grows. So take a moment to think through what are some fears that you've been experiencing? What are some ways that you can call it out, name it, and start talking about it? Because the best way to move through your fears are to address them and to allow other people the opportunity to address them as well. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it gave you some tools and resources, some good practical tools and resources to grow in your leadership skills. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss the future episodes. And we'll see you next time. 
Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out my eight-week leadership coaching program. You can see all the details on my website at kylacofer.com. That's spelled K-Y-L-A-C-O-F as in friend, E-R.com. Thanks for listening.